job. Let's go. Look at me, Damien. The black is dying. From the front time. Stinger says this is Blade Job episode 62. I don't have anything special for the number 62. Uh, no. Normally I'm like all oh, my parents or whatever. I don't. I got nothing for this one. So what about the first episode of 2021? Oh, you know what? I was thinking about that. <laughs> I'm Steve Carly, by the way. Eric Marshak with me as always. Um, is this the first episode we've recorded in my new apartment? I don't think so. Is no, it? I think we did the last one. Maybe we did. Uh, okay. Bloodbeat. Oh, of course. Blood for Christmas. Beat. Okay, yeah, yeah, when I watched the beginning could... of, the, of today's episode. Uh, this. Yeah, 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 you started going down the wrong oh, movie. It's and been you so were long. Just describing just horrific uh, gore that I'm like, that's, that doesn't exist. Right, you're like, I don't remember. It doesn't exist in rural Wisconsin <laughs> samurai the, poltergeist movies. Watching the bootleg version, I guess. Yeah, okay, so that makes sense. So, okay, yeah. Now that I say it out loud, that makes sense. Um, it's been so long. The holidays, we had to take a break off. How is your, um, your is it your aunt you said it was the issue? Yeah. Everything good on that end, or what's going on? Uh, not really, but it's about. okay. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I guess but, we'll um, leave it at that. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, no, it's no worries. I mean, we're, we took a little break for the holiday. It's, uh, it's been a little, it is, you know. Yeah, we, we, we took a little New Year's break, and we're back with the New Year's rip, or New York Ripper. New York City, a town of sights and erotic delights. Oh, yes, you like it, baby. <laughs> a sultry setting for the sinister crimes of a crazed sex killer. A master of murder committing countless sins against unsuspecting victims. leaving a trail of brutalized bodies, and cops are stumped. He leaves few clues, but plenty of corpses, sending New York's finest on a cat-and-mouse chase through the seedy haunts of a sexual wasteland. A terrifying tale of a sadistic thrill killer. The New York Ripper. That's right. New Year, New York. Yeah. Uh, but we'll talk about that later on, Eric. Uh, <laughs> uh, what's going on? I mean, you know, it's been a, it's been a while. Um, I saw on Best Friend of the Show, Cassie's Instagram, some amazing... I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say amazing pictures of Sheila, but every picture of Sheila is just inherently amazing. That's a pretty damn cute cat, I'm telling you. Yeah, she's fat. Oh, I love um, a good fat cat. Yeah, she's not very smart. Uh, she just eats a lot and sleeps and everything you've just purrs. said could describe me as well, so it works out nicely. Oh, Sheila. Yeah, she's like the perfect cat. She Love just that. sits and sleeps on you, and then uh, she'll sometimes roll over and look more cute. So. Allergies been been down for you? Have been too bad? No, I, actually, I mean, no. I, I mean, I take like a daily allergy pill, and there's like I have no symptoms or anything. Nice. So that's really good. Yeah. yeah, if I'm at my parents' place for longer than, like, maybe two hours, it gets bad. Even if I take, like, medicine, it just gets bad. So I have to, you know, dip. So Even when I forget some days, you know, it, it's not bad at all. Well, so that's good to know. I, I think I've probably built up a tolerance to her. Your body just is, you're like, Sheila's worth it. That's the whole body screaming that at you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear it. Um, Eric, what have you been watching lately? We're kind of booking right through this. I mean, you know, yeah. all of our of our big fans know the deal with this structure, so... 
I've actually I dove into some newer movies. Newer movies. Funny New? enough, yeah, yeah, I know. There is actually one on um, here that I'm reading on the, in the notes that I'm interested in hearing what your reaction was to it. So, <clears throat> so I I watched this movie called The Wretched. Which I don't know if is is that the movie that you're no you're it was Lords about? of Chaos uh, spoiler, oh spoiler. Well, I'll jump into Lords of Chaos um you know it's fun but it's uh it's not that great but not that you know great. it's okay it's uh you know it's cool if you like black metal music and stuff like it's kind of fun to just see the characters but you know it's is it like uh, is it like violent I, I hear it's like pretty disturbing in a way I don't know if I believe it or not um yeah I mean I I, I guess. A court, like you're asking me, I'm yeah. gonna say it's not the most disturbing. But I mean, yeah, it's like relative. There's like one, like when one of the main characters, spoiler alert, gets killed, it's relatively graphic. But uh, you know, it's I mean, but it's fun. It's kind of like like the black metal version of the Dirt, the oh. Motley Crue. Okay, <laughs> so it sounds like I'll just kind of is this streaming somewhere. Um, yeah, I think it was on Hulu. Okay, that we watched maybe it. I'll just skip through it, just check out all the violent scenes. You know, see if yeah, it's, it's at the very end. Okay, but um, the Wretched is another one that we watched, and uh, this actually—I don't know if this—I think this came out maybe in 2019, but I feel like I remember like hearing about it more last year. It was one of those few movies that like hit drive-ins and was like, "This is like the number one movie of like September because this there's year? no other movies." Oh. Of last year or okay. something. Well, yeah, okay. There last was no year. other movies in the technical box office, so yeah. like the wretched, like was like actually like in the conversation for highest grossing pictures for a little bit. There. Well, did you know what the highest grossing movie of twenty twenty was in theaters? Uh, Number one highest grossing. It's got to be something that came out in like January or February. It is highest grossing um, movie of twenty twenty was Bad Boys for Life. Oh, which okay. to me is like hell yeah, great movie. I'm a big Bad Boys fan, so I'm like hell yeah. All right. I mean that makes sense. I figured yeah. So it was either that or but like yeah, it the... was going to be either that or like Sonic the Hedgehog or you know the yeah only two movies yeah, that came yeah. out besides Invisible Man. But anyway, continue. But the Wretched was kind of cool, you know. I mean, it wasn't the greatest, but it was fun um, for like you know just a newer horror movie. It's kind of uh, kind of like folk horror, um, taking like. It kind of remind it's it's like a, a witch in the woods kind of story, but um, it has a little bit more kind of gore and stuff in it, and uh, it's got kind of like a possession story to it, and and then it's got like an interesting little twist at the end, and it was just it was pretty good for like a newer horror movie that was kind of under the radar. There's not really anybody in it, I don't think that is of note, but um, yeah, it was fun, and uh, I can't remember. I'm actually looking it up right now. I don't... It was directed by, like, two dudes. And it's, like, the only thing they've done. So, you know, it's, like, an interesting jumping-off point. You know, maybe they'll do something else in the near future. But I have a feeling they're pretty young. Um, Is it Blade Job approved? Um, you know what? I'm going to give it a no. I mean, it's... it's, Was it... It might have even been PG-13. I'm not 100% sure. I, th- so I would it, find it, that it, hard to believe, but, uh, well... No, you know, to, I don't think it was. According to IMDb, but, it's not rated, which is interesting. Yeah, I mean, it, it had some decent, like, gore and stuff, but some of it was, like, animal gore, which I don't count for Blade Job. Sure. Uh, you know? Yeah, I'm with you. You know? So, but no, I mean, fun movie, like, 
out of like recent type things to come out. You know, if you want to just, it, it actually was genuinely pretty creepy at times. But um, no, I wouldn't say it's super blade job approved. But um, you know what I would say is blade job approved? What's that? Some of the other things I've been watching. I, okay. I checked out this movie Dead and Buried, which is on Shutter. Um, and it was surprisingly like really good and surprising also surprisingly like quite gory and it's kind of like a slasher kind of like a zombie movie i don't want to give too much away but it kind of falls in like that sweet spot of 1981 that we the cover where it's like is this the 70s is this the 80s kind of really grainy um you know shot on film um i don't know just a very very weird movie um, I don't know if it's if it's quite like to the caliber of stuff we cover on here, but definitely some cool special effects. Uh, a lot of like eyes getting like scap like uh, hit with like sliced with scalpels and stuff. I'm into that so, a little bit of on Unshian and action. I'm into that. Okay. Yeah, and then lastly, I for some reason I've been on like a big spaghetti western kick, and I've kind of been searching to find like just because you know. Spaghetti Westerns are infamous for being, like, super violent, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. As opposed to traditional American Westerns. So I've been trying to just find, like, the bloodiest Spaghetti Western I can find. Um, I'm trying to think of what that might be. I mean, when you say uh, Spaghetti I, Westerns, like, what era? Like, what kind of decades are you looking at? 60s. Okay. So, so out of the ones that I watched, um, I'm going to say Django. Like, the original Django from 1966. Sure surprisingly bloody we got ears getting cut off and uh, people being impaled and you know i don't again i don't know if blade job approved but maybe that's a whole nother episode right of gory westerns what? i think we've talked about maybe doing something like that at some point because well, there are some out there yeah i know that like i mean i know that there's like um what the hell's the the movie the one from 2015? Damn it! Uh, oh, Bone Tomahawk. Bone Tomahawk. Um, I know we have that, but I really do think there's a lot of untapped potential in the horror mix. You know, horror western genre. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think that. Well, I know uh, Fulci directed a few westerns. See, I'm into. And that. I have. I don't think I've seen any. I haven't seen any of them, but I'd be curious to see how gruesome they are. I'm just surprised we didn't get any more after like Bone Tomahawk because I just you know that was a. Uh, Part of the appeal, yeah. I mean, yeah, the graphic violence because F, you know, F, what uh, Zoller, whatever his last his name is, um, he's amazing and you know his violence is awesome. But I'm surprised there, we didn't is, get more. There's a movie that just premiered on Shutter. Actually, I think it was one of the early ones of this year called The Pale Door. Oh yeah, which is a Western horror. That's right. I don't know how much of it like it, wasn't if it gets good. into the splatter genre, but it's definitely a horror, which I'm sure. Well, maybe I'll check it out. I've kind of heard mixed reviews about it, but I like westerns and horrors, so I'm sure I'll like parts of it at the bare minimum. I know Ty West, you know, he could be considered a horror director. He made that western called The Valley of Violence. I don't know if it's like a hmm. – I think it's far more western than, you know, than horror. But, you know, I like the idea of certain, you know, not typecast directors, but directors of a certain style, sure. Yeah, I like when they branch off into other stuff. Um, speaking of... Oh, oh continue. Oh, I was going to say speaking of which, but oh. I, I, have a, I have a recommendation for you. Okay. <clears throat> oh, all right. It's, um, it's, it's, I think it also just hit Shudder. It's this film called Let the Corpses Tan. I've definitely heard have of it. Have you heard of Absolutely, this? Absolutely, I've heard of it. Yep. It's, uh, it's, I think it's Italian. I guess I've heard it's like a very big throwback to Giallo, but kind of also a throwback to Spaghetti Westerns and like... 
Sam Peckinpah movies where it's just like insanely violent, but kind of has that like European art house mm-hmm. aspect to it. Um, also, I love yeah the that name. that just hit Shutter. Great title. Yeah, let the corpses tan. Oh, it's it sounds like an old Giallo title. Um, that's actually a great little segue into me uh, describing my blunder. Is that I finally, like mm, three days it. ago, I finally sat down and I said, "It's fucking finally time to happen." I'm going to sit here. I'm going to load up Netflix. I'm gonna finally going to watch Beyond the Mat. Only to <laughs> only to find out that it's no longer goddamn streaming anywhere now. After all this time, I could have watched it for the past year, two years of this, almost what three years of this podcast coming up. And I, uh, I could have watched it on Netflix, and I finally sit down and finally goddamn do it, and it's gone, which is awesome. So, well, uh, I'm sure it'll come back. It, you know, it might be on YouTube somewhere. Just you got to look, look in some it. of the shadier places of the internet. You <laughs> might be able to find it. I'm sure I can find it easily. I'm just mad at myself for it's like, what are the odds, right? It's like <laughs> I, it's, I, I deserve it. You know, it's like, oh, you're not going to watch yeah. it. You're never going to. Then it's like, damn, man. Um, which pisses me the, off. The world doesn't want you to really watch it now. I mean, the the world wanted me to. I just never did it, right? And now that I finally sat down, the world's like, no, fuck you. And I kind of <laughs> deserve that. Um, so that's good. Spaghetti Westerns, man, like, I know a lot about that genre, but I haven't physically watched a lot of them. You know, I've seen most of the Searchers, all the big ones, you know, and I haven't seen any of the... You know the dollar trilogy, if you want to consider that. You know, if you want to call it that, I've never. Mm-hmm. I, it's, it's so it's like a it's a blind spot for me in terms of watching, not for knowledge. You know, like I'm a you know, I'm educated so to speak on a lot of that uh, that genre, but I haven't actually seen a lot of it, um, which sucks. But you know, every day I'm like I should watch more of this or watch that, and of course I never do. <laughs> As this is very obvious now, I don't. You know. There's a ton, I will say there's a ton of spaghetti westerns on Amazon Prime. I don't know where. So I think Amazon Prime must have a deal with like um, Arrow Video because it seems like anytime Arrow Video does like a remaster, like a Blu-ray remaster or a 4K remaster, it seems like almost instantly it's streaming on Amazon Prime Video. Hmm. So Amazon um, Prime Video has one of the best like libraries available. Only the issue is that their UI is so god awful that it's yeah. impossible to find anything, you know. It's really hard. And I like and, like you can find stuff too. Like I sometimes I'll try and just go in there and just look for like seventies horror mm-hmm. and like their dates are all fucked up and like it'll say like, you know, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like two thousand eighteen, because it's like going off of, like, the year that it was, like, remastered yeah. or something. So it's, like, it doesn't even filter correctly half the time. They also have a crap ton of, like, older classics and silent movies that I like, but they're, they're the quality for these prints are terrible. Like, that's why I have to go to Canopy if I want to watch, like, you know, like, back in, mm-hmm. back in October last year, and I watched, a, you know, I wanted to do Nosferatu and Dracula and all that, and they yeah. and Hexen, and they had them there, but they're just god-awful quality. Like, the print was I should, You know what? I should... For Christmas, my brother's girlfriend actually got me a uh, one of those um, Mill Creek like 150 movie packs. You ever seen those? No, I don't think. Here, I have. Hold on, hold on, real quick. I'll be right back. Okay, I'll just vamp. Uh, while he's gone, I'll mention another horrible thing that I watched, and, and by that I mean played. I Call of Duty. I play a lot of Warzone, too much of it, and I had a fucking awful, the worst week in my entire life this week. So I'm gonna count that as a movie that I watched that that was a horror because it was so bad. Horror class. Can you see this here? Yeah, I can see. I guess it. this is only fifty movies. Holy shit! Okay. But... 
Is that DVD? Um, it's a DVD. Full right? list on the back. Whoa. Yeah, these are DVDs. Can you take a picture of that um, that list and send it to me eventually? Yeah. One of these days. But yeah, if you ever want to borrow this, I mean, this move, this has everything. Um, I mean, like Hexen's on here. Um, all, all the a lot of the silent stuff, mm-hmm. Phantom of the Opera. Uh, you know, there's a lot. Okay. All of the, you know, the, all the universals. Um, it's a, it's pretty great. But um, yeah, like Mill Creek, this company does like these massive movie collections, super cheap. Because I think some of these are public. Domain, you probably know I better than me. I th- yeah, I think some of these are public domain. That would make sense. But um, but yeah, I don't know why. That sparked it, but yeah, well, I have this fifty horror classics. Well, speaking <laughs> now of in that, my possession, I never actually showed you a good friend of mine, Holly, for Christmas. She got me this book right here. If you can see it, it's over here. Can, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I can see. Did it. I show you this before? Horror cinema. I have not it's, it's seen a that. Big book. I haven't seen you since Christmas. That's true. It's from Tashin. I think that's how you pronounce it. They make gr- these beautiful books. I have a great, you know, magic book from like it's like all about. You know, mm. magic from, like, the 1500s to, like, 1950s. It's incredible. But they have these beautiful, like, f- the photography, the photos. Oh, wow. Oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah, and this nice. is the whole history of of, uh, of horror cinema. Very cool book. Um, I've been very reading cool. there a lot. So it's very cool. Um, so uh, one thing I really watch, because normally I don't, because <laughs> I'm terrible at it. Yes. Um, I watched Megan is Missing. Um, listen, mm-hmm. there's a girl I'm into. She wanted me to watch it. She wanted to watch it. I said, I'll do it with you. Um, over, you know, via texting, of course, because it's, you know, the COVID mm-hmm. and all that. And, uh, yes. yeah. So apparently, so you're this probably movie's kind of a meme now. It is kind of, I a, guess. apparently in like, uh, on TikTok amongst all the, I don't know, 15 year old girls who do TikTok. I am you know, we're too old for that stuff, but, uh, I guess, you know, it's become like a hot commodity, this movie, because of the idea of that it, it, it you know, the plot, um, being that a yeah. girl is, is kidnapped essentially and tortured, yes, yeah, tortured, yeah. Um, and I guess it's become kind of like a PSA in a sense, hmm. which is funny because okay. um, because of the random you know uptick in popularity. I know the director of the movie, the writer director, he actually made like a TikTok. It was like, hey, basically saying that like he would love to make a sequel to it, but every all but most people who see the movie like like pirate it and watch it for free so it doesn't make any money like he has no because it's, it's shit money no yeah it's, it's also like regarded as one of the uh it's one of like the lowest rated like movies i feel like oh in, it's in terrible recent history it's terrible for so sure and I, it does not deserve a sequel and i should tell you that i watched it on youtube so i was the exact one of the reasons why that movie has no <laughs> sequel so that's kind of the irony yeah. about that i was watching that tiktok and i was like oh well here i am watching it for free on youtube it's got a pretty decent uh print print quality in air quotes it's a digital thing but um yeah it's bad acting is atrocious um you know, I yeah. mean, does it get the message across? Yeah, I guess, you know, men can kidnap young girls and torture and kill them. Um, I, it could go on both directions, but uh, that's a thing. So um, I watched it. It's fine. I mean, you know, is it a bad movie? Yes, but. I, I love that one of the few horror movies you've watched in preparation for this show has been this movie. Yeah. One of the, one of the most universally despised horror movies of the past 10 years it's true but here's the thing so there's actually a really great youtube channel that i follow i think it's called horrible reviews 
Um, this guy, I, I've showed you this one before. I, it, this is the guy who he'll pick like, I don't know, like five or six horror movies, like really violent, disturbing movies and talk about each one. I showed you a couple of videos of that way back mm-hmm. in the day. Oh yeah. 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 And yeah, one of the videos has, um, Megan is missing. So like, I've seen the, you know, the big spooky parts from that video over the past mm-hmm. like three years. So, you know, I've seen the ending of that movie several times. So I yeah. have to watch those videos. So, you know, I was so, so really the I watched the movie and I only got to see the new, the only new stuff I saw was all the shitty parts of it. So yeah. Yeah. Bad movie. But Hey, if you want to, you know, if you want to support well, you can watch it on YouTube. That's the, <laughs> if you want to join the TikTok trend yeah, if, or if you're a 16 year old girl who I get, apparently if you're a 16 year old girl, you already know about this movie because it's such a big thing now, but it is pretty funny how like the movie is now really popular, but everyone just watches it for free. So the movie doesn't yeah. make any money from that. Uh, that's you know. I feel like I saw it on like a um, like. I mean, when did do you know when it came out? Did it come out in like twenty fourteen or twenty thirteen? Does that sound right? Uh, man, around there. I guess I'll look it up. Because I, I, I feel like I saw it on like a Sci-Fi Channel like twenty eleven like premiere or something. Okay, yeah, then I probably did see it like on like a or like Sci-Fi Channel or like TNT or something like. They they played it and I, I think I watched maybe you know maybe forty five minutes worth which with commercials was probably only twenty minutes worth of <laughs> the movie yeah uh, it didn't hold my attention it's just bad um, it, which is like one funny part that I had to laugh at was like because it, it takes place in two thousand seven and of course they're using like two thousand eleven technology because like they're the movie is all you know uh, FaceTimes and such right yeah yeah which yeah. of course barely exists which of course FaceTime and these video calls. They kind of FaceTime didn't exist in 2007, but like video calls did, but they weren't nearly that like quality. Skype, like what we're doing. Yeah, yeah, but they weren't like nearly. Which of course, you know, what you know, it's a low budget, fucking low budget movie, so you got to make do with what you have. But I, I thought that was funny. I'm like, yeah. you know, these people sure are communicating. And like, if you want to watch a good movie, actually, what I would consider like a phenomenal movie in that style, watch Searching from now three years ago. With John Cho, yeah. Anish Chikanti. That, that movie is incredible, I thought. Or check out... What's that movie that just came out? It was like... Oh. The Host or Host. Host. Apparently that got... was People thought it was pretty fun. Yeah, that's on my Kind of like a, a webcam movie. Yeah. Know? I hear Cam is very good. I'd like to see it myself. See, I'm the kind of guy... I, I remember back on my Zoom, and don't get me started on that. Um, I watched... I had... Uh, what the hell's it called? Hostel Part Two on my Zoom, and mm, I, I've only seen Hostel Part Two on my old fat thirty gig Zoom from back in the day. So, um, I've, you know, I actually thought about Hostel recently. They're good movies, and, uh, dude. They're good movies. Because I was trying to think of movies for upcoming episodes that are like, you know, more current, mm-hmm. but still kind of uh, it hold to our aesthetic of practical effects. And I feel like Eli Roth is one of the few who's done quite a bit. Um, yeah, but anyways, that's just a side speaking sidebar of, for offline. That's true. But speaking of Eli Roth, I do need to see the green the Green Inferno. Is that what it's called? The green yeah Green Inferno. Yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah, I've never seen I it. I wouldn't mind checking that out sometime. Anyway, check it out. so that's about report back. I, I, I mean, I'm not gonna you know who are you talking <laughs> to here. So I for once you know on on one hand I get to finally announce that I watched a horror movie in preparation for this. I'm proud of I, you for that. I'm not going to chastise you for the movie you watched. Well, I wish it wasn't that. But hey, what are you going to do? <laughs> so anyway, that is I believe well, what we've been watching. 
That's pretty much it. Yeah, I you know I can't think of. Uh, I, I've been watching a lot because I was actually off for a little bit uh, around the holidays. So you watch movies way more than I do. It's just funny how that yeah. works, you know. Um, yeah, I, I just well because I can I can watch movies at work sometimes. Okay, so that's, yeah. well, so that, can that I. helps too when it's when it's slow. So can I because I because I I work right where I am right now. So. Um, yeah, I don't think there's. I'm trying to think of like another movie that like I'm. I just watch so much of you know the CNN series, the '60s, the '70s, the '80s. Mm. That's all I fuck. I feel like that's all I watch. I love that shit so much. Oh, I've been watching the X Files with Cass. Oh, I've been watching. We've been going back and watching just the the Alien arc episodes. Are those like so. are those of note, or is it just that's what you've been interested in? So, in, are you familiar with X Files? Yeah, uh, it's, I, I see a post right behind you actually about the X Files. Yeah, so it's like X Files. It's like there's there's like the episodes. There's usually like six per season that are like about like the main story. Sure, like an and then the story. rest of the episodes are kind of just like like creature of the week, like crime of the week episodes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like we're just we're skipping all of the like creature episodes and just watching the main storyline. If that makes sense. It does. People who are familiar with Exiles will probably know what I'm talking about when I say the alien story arc. Mm-hmm. But You liking it? It's fun. Is this your first time? Yeah, it's a, uh, no, I've watched the Exiles. I've watched the whole series like up to season eight before, but I've never watched it like this. Because mm-hmm. this way you kind of just get through like the main story like plot arc just like in half the time. Because you're only watching six episodes as opposed to... 20 episodes a season sure so. okay so we're flying through love but. to hear it yeah i mean i yeah i've never seen the x files but i of course you know it's a piece of pop culture history that you know i i know a lot about stuff it. <clears throat> it's one of those things where i'm like i should probably watch that sometime even though i know i'm never gonna do it you know well you should if you want to watch it and you're a little hesitant maybe you should just get your feet wet with the alien story arc maybe i should you know any more david just watch yeah, then you can just watch the six episodes instead of watching, you know, like I just said. So. Are they hour or are they half hour? They're an hour. Okay. Which, you know, which is not a big deal, but to me, I'm just like, ugh, you know, it's like, even though it's like, I, my, 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 my attention span, I don't know, I'm dying, I'm losing my mind, man. So, well, shall we dive into our second Mr. Fulci movie? Yeah, speaking of losing my mind, this movie. Um, So here's the deal. So I watched it, of course, um, when we were going to record originally, and then we had to push yes. it. I was going to skip through it again, but I thought, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go based off of just memory from the two week, three, what, two and a half, three weeks ago. Okay. So um, luckily there is not much you have to remember if you, because there's a lot of just like nudity in this movie and that's pretty much the whole movie. So um, yeah, there's not much I there, have to remember. There's, there's a lot. Uh, yeah. We'll get into some of the other stuff, but yeah, it's, it's pretty much a straightforward slasher i guess kind of it, it kind of borders on like uh police Proce- crime like procedural. police procedural yeah yeah, yeah we, we um, specialize in movies that for this podcast that are really pretty straightforward that way we don't have to like get too deep into the <laughs> into the plot right we just yeah. focus on the kills you know and the nudity yeah. and the blood and all that good stuff so but surprisingly we also specialize in movies which have multiple multiple titles and I think this is the first Italian movie we've covered that, as far as I can tell, 
has no other titles other than New York Ripper. I feel like I have to do um, some digging because that just seems crazy to me. I mean, there's there's yeah. the Italian name, but other than that, I mean, yeah, there's clearly like Italian names and like uh, German names, like in different languages. But there's no, I could not find any other release of it as an English title of a of a different name. I'll be damned. Which I am. Well, there's uh. You're right. It's all different. Like the censored version in Germany is just Manhattan Ripper. But yeah, I mean, those don't quite count as much as like a full, completely different name. Yeah. So, I mean, it was one of the few that I guess it's I guess it just stands the test of time as the New York Ripper. And this movie fucking it's out there. Yeah. Again, I don't you know, I'm going off of memories. I normally do and yours is way better than mine. But I remember thinking to myself, like, this is pretty how do I explain this? I mean, yeah, it's mostly like nudity. And I, there's a note in our notes that you wrote that I have to agree with. And you just wrote under, this is under the, 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 the cons, right? The things we didn't care for. And you, yes. put, and I, so I'm going to skip around, of course, but you put misogynistic and I'm thinking, yeah, it makes sense. Cause a lot of this movie is pretty, women are not treated very well, which I know is like not, uh, not uncommon for our movies. It's just how it is, you know, yeah. it's the nature of the beast, I guess. But even in this movie, I mean, it's rough. Let me let me pull it up. There's like legit like quote. I, I put that in there because there's like legit quotes. Uh, well, what, give me a plot synopsis, Steve, while I look this up. Let's do it. All right, you ready for this? I have to go to the front page mm-hmm. here. All right, plot synopsis: A burned-out New York police detective teams up with a college psychoanalyst to track down a vicious serial killer, randomly stalking and killing various young women around the city. Now, Eric. There's one part of this, that crucial part of this plot that this is not described, and that is the fucking use of Donald Duck noises in this movie. <laughs> yes. Um, is that also, you know, good point. There's a Donald Duck character kind of throughout this movie, and a lot of people were, like, um, questioning why they weren't, um, like, why there wasn't, like, a cease and desist by Disney <laughs> But part of me tells me this wasn't on Disney's radar, and also part of me tells me, does Disney have a, uh, like, is that uh, close enough in, like, intellectual property to sue over using that voice? I mean, you're talking about Disney, so I think the answer, like, you, you said, do, does Disney, and I'm, at this point, you can just assume the answer is yes. Um, okay, but did they in 1982? Maybe not. That's a good question. I mean, Disney's and also can they big. sue anybody for using a Donald Duck voice? I don't know. Well, I don't know these. Can things. can they? They can. They can certainly sue you. Will they be successful? That's a different question. But that's true. Very true. Um, very true. I mean, I'm assuming that you're, the question you're asking is, did they try in this case, or how the hell did they not? <laughs> and I don't know. That's a great question. But um, but yeah, uh, that's pretty much the, the the gist of it. Is yeah, it's a burnt out cop, um, professor kind of character um like right right off the bat too i mean like there's uh that's this i guess we'll we'll keep the misogyny is like a stripe through this movie because there's a lot of it and like even like the good guys say like just relatively awful things about women throughout it so um like the cop and the professor both are uh not not the best and i actually found the quote now that from when you brought that up earlier laid on me and um this is uh a quote from dardano 
Scratici, who is, uh, I believe he's the screenwriter for this. Uh, yeah, he's one of the screenwriters. Mm-hmm. And he is on record for saying that during this movie, he found that Fulci nurtures a profound sadism towards women. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, and uh, the, uh, the tagline for this movie is slashing up women was his pleasure. And, you, like, <laughs> so, and one could argue that like who the character in the movie or, or uh, Fulci himself. And, um, um, right off the bat, too, I guess, you know, th- there's a lot of slashers that mainly kill women characters. And honestly, the um, the the slashing and, like, the kills per se in this movie aren't really the biggest problem I have with it. Um, I think the, the, the worst thing kind of about this... Okay, like, before we even get into the good, the bad, and everything, did you like this movie? Not really. <laughs> Although there's yeah. there's one part of this movie that I like a lot, and I, there's, there's a lot of movies that we cover, and I mean not a lot, but there's certain part, elements to this kind of movie that I like a lot, and especially from this time period. And that's just mm-hmm. I like that movies like this kind of showcase the sleaziness of yeah. New York City in the early seventies to early eighties. Yeah. Um, like, oh, it definitely it does, does that it very does. well. And I like that because, you know, I mean, I, again, I watch a lot of like the 70s, you know, and um, I like the kind of like how everywhere you fucking look, there's like, a, you know, porn shops and live yeah. nude girls and um, just that kind of like sleazy down trash like area of New York City. And I like, you know, I'm, I'm interested in that kind of culture. Um, big shock. So uh, this movie does do a pretty good job of that. Oh, yeah. But overall, yeah, this movie definitely. Yeah. It definitely covers that like dirtier side of New York, and and I don't know this movie for me. It's like, um, well, I'll just say this: I what we the one that we watched was on Shutter, which by all accounts I'm assuming is what the original cut was, the X-rated cut, and we'll get into some of what makes this X-rated at the bottom. But up until then, um. I've actually only seen the pretty cut version of it, hmm. which um, I actually have a copy of it. That's the Vidmark VHS version, which pretty much keeps all of the kills and all of that, but it removes pretty much all of the um, sex stuff. Okay. And almost like all of the uh, unnecessary sex stuff. I don't know if there's any real necessary sex. I think it's all just there to kind of be shocking in this movie. Yeah, it's pretty pornographic. But, which again, but yeah, which is, re- this is not a you know this podcast. We are no strangers to that kind of thing. But even so, it kind of says a lot that for this movie, I'm like, all right, this is like, yeah. I think it's kind of go. I think it's because it's a lot of misogyny peppered in, and you know, we, we, you know, and I have you know part of this podcast. So let's talk about all the nudity and women and getting slashed and of course but like you know obviously there's a a bit of a performative um nature of this podcast for that but for this movie well, yeah. it's like pretty raw <laughs> well no yeah and i think there's like a difference between like um the nudity that's in like um like the like some of the, like the slumber party massacres sure. and like friday the 13th even where it's like almost like silly there's charm to and, it you know it's like yeah, it's, it's, it's 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 a footprint on that genre you know it's like it's a part of it um 
but then there's it's a product of the time too yeah which you know well yeah but it's like you definitely get like this movie it just comes i don't know it's one of those few movies where like it comes through differently (laughs) like like you literally um I mean, you just feel, like, really bad, I feel like, for almost every single woman character in this movie. Not that you don't in other um, slasher movies, but this one, it's, like, they, like, they really, like, never stand a chance. And it's, like, it comes through, like, in the dialogue, I think. Like, there's a lot of misogyny in the dialogue. And then, I mean, the kills are, the effects are insane. Yeah. They are extremely gory, but, um... But you know, it's it's kind of like the piling on of everything, and the really uh, like I, I don't want to say it would be better if the killer was more interesting, but kind of you know the killer is uh, this fucking Donald Duck voice guy, and um, you know I don't know I think it's 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 kind of it's it's kind of sloppy, and I think because it's sloppy and uh it was possibly created by a very misogynistic person it kind of uh takes just like this like hatred towards women and just kind of like hits you in the head with it like for like an hour so yeah um but like i i I do yeah and i i don't like to i am the last person to kind of you know, lift a, an eyebrow at a director for the content of the movies, right? Like, I don't like to do that. I don't like to assume, like, ah, this guy must be weird if he's making a movie like this. That's but, true. But, and I normally don't like to do that. But for this movie, they, the sleaze is so authentic. <laughs> it's, you know, it, yeah. I, I do like the kills. The kills are very good. Um, and you're right, you're right about I mean, I, I think, you know, you said that you don't want to say it. But, like, I do think that the killer could be a lot more um, interesting beyond just the stupid donald yeah. duck that is no uh, you know it's not that everything in the movie needs to have a reason but like what the hell why and you know and it's although yeah. it's a pretty good impression of a donald duck i'll give it that it is in <laughs> another why. thing i guess like because a lot of people i think at least in things i've read you know this gets a lot of comparisons to maniac which came out around the same time which is a grimy new york city uh, serial killer killing women at random but i think the difference between this movie and that movie is that that movie really focuses on the serial killer and how like fucked up he is and it's uh it's more i guess like in a weird way like a character study on a fucked up uh misogynist where this movie is more like a kind of like a who done it with just like uh that's not really done super well and then just kind of has like just like the most gruesome kills on top of it so i never thought of it um, that way that's a good point i it's a good point that like something like maniac focuses on the killer while this movie um you know like it's it's yeah a lot of characters in this movie seem to have be have a very misogynistic undertone to them rather yeah than, and it's just very shallow like there's just very shallow characters like there's not nothing's really fleshed out so I think, you know, maybe some of that comes back to the writer and not necessarily how it was directed, but Yeah, um, I think both can be to blame. But it sounds like you and I like the you know, the effects and the violence in the movie, but everything else is kinda Yeah, and and that's like I was saying, like, if you can track I mean like 
by all means, check out this movie if it's something that you think you're prepared to see. Like, the X-rated cut is pretty graphic and extremely violent. But, I don't know, I think the the VHS copies that are around, and I believe that there's probably some R-rated cuts of it on DVD. Because this movie has been chopped to hell over, like, the decades. So, if you can find any of those, I, I personally find those a little more... Um, entertaining because it's uh it's more just like um I, i'll put it this way when like the vhs copy i have i consider more just like a really gory giallo where once you add all of the um like straight up uh sex and the um some of the kills that are in the uh, unedited version it kind of takes it to like like a pre like torture porn like sadistic horror kind of level almost like last house on the left i guess is probably the only thing of the era that's kind of close to that but but yeah you know i think i mean do, do you consider this really a gallo movie um other than that it's italian well, i'll tell you what i had to turn my vol- i live in an apartment and i had to turn my volume down so many times during this movie because of all the sex i was like i'm gonna get evicted they think i'm gonna be watching some like you know like torture porn you know this is and normally I have no issue with this kind of thing, but for this movie, like I said, it's just, it's all so authentic and it's like, I don't know, or mm-hmm. even I wouldn't, I guess authentic's not, because like Last House on the Left, I would consider authentic and that's kind of what makes it so powerful um, mm-hmm. and so grimy, but this is, it's, I'm going to use the term exploitative. I, I probably should have been using that from the start. Um, yeah, that's a good word. Yeah, I, it's very exploitative. It is, and I do not consider this giallo. I just don't. I think a giallo has a much has a pretty recognizable tone to it, and mm-hmm. I wouldn't consider this giallo personally. Yeah, I'm very torn because I guess I had always kind of considered it a giallo, but then after watching it again, I'm kind of like I don't really know. Like it's it kind of. I mean, not that it everything needs to be super, uh, like, Argento-styled to be a giallo, clearly. I mean, we've covered some that aren't. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It, it, I don't really consider it a giallo because, I, you know, it doesn't really... I think a giallo, too, in my head, I think is... Uh, in just a weird way, it, it comes across sometimes as a little more, like... Um, feminine and it kind of has like these uh typically like a strong female character at some point in it but this movie really doesn't um so yeah i don't really consider it a yellow i I kind of had prior to this but on this rewatch i'm giving it a no I don't think it is. <laughs> no, it's funny. I didn't think about that, but you just mentioned the fact that Giallo kind of has a more like you know feminine uh, center to it. And I think I think you're right, and I think that's absolutely further proof that this is would not be Giallo. And yeah, and, I mean, I, I to me, it's like if you consider this Giallo, then you have to consider something like a microwave massacre as Giallo. You know, I mean, <laughs> to me, they just seem yeah. outside that realm. So, right. um, I think you explained it pretty well. But um, let's let's get into some of the the few things we did like about this movie. We've been ripping on it a little, but there, I mean there are some things that I I really do um, actually really like about this movie that I think um, you know make it the kind of cult classic that it that it has become. 
But um, you want to do you want to start or what are some things that you liked? About yeah, I'll, I'll just I mean, again, I'm going from, from a bad memory here, but um, and I'm just going to get this one out of the way. So I, I have the nudity as a like and dislike, you know, because I, you know, as a staple of this podcast. Right. You know, Steve's cuties, the, the nudity is great. Obviously, to me, you know, nudity, I have no problem with. It's when. I'm I'm watching a um, and I okay to be fair I don't have an issue with almost any of this but I have to be realistic <laughs> here you know um, it, to, a lot of these scenes it, you use the word unnecessary which one could argue that no sex scenes are real are necessary or sure <laughs> that's, that's fair that's totally fair and I to an extent can agree with that but um, yeah I mean no there's a scene where you know, where it's kind of like an exhibitionist you know pornography theater but it's like yeah. live where pretty much right in the beginning actually. When um, a woman is, you know, uh, having sexual intercourse with a man on stage. And that's where I had to turn my volume down. Because I'm like, this, I might as well just be watching, you know, like a, you know, like a, yeah. a, this might as well have been on Pornhub, right? And it's like, is that necessary? No. Um, yeah, so it, I don't, that scene doesn't even look like it's like simulated. No, it doesn't look like <laughs> it has any, any part of this movie, right? It seems like it's just yeah. added on in post or something when Giallo, when uh Fulci was like, yeah, let's put that in there. And the writer. Yeah. And I thought I, I thought I saw somewhere else too, that that's, um, this movie too was like, uh, like Fulci, I think wanted all of the, like the sex was not supposed to be in there, but Fulci pushed for it. That does not Um, shock me at all. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was something that like, he, he really made a push for that for that yeah I, but, um, I, I just I, which again kind of makes you wonder you know did he really just want to direct porn yeah he, he <laughs> certainly had the you know he could have if he wanted to i don't know I, I sometimes i feel like i contradict myself all the time on this podcast because it's like you know I, I like this nudity in these movies it's kind of a staple of it obviously I, there's there's a limit uh in terms in terms of like yeah when does it become unnecessary right and yeah. your mileage may vary on what is and isn't you know necessary for these, but I th- I happen to think that a little bit of nudity in these movies makes sense to me, right? It's it's part of what it no, what yeah. makes it Blade Job approved. But um, if I have to no, turn my th- volume th- down just so I don't get evicted from my apartment, I'm like, all right, I get it. <laughs> I think it speaks to what you were saying too. Like, I think this really is. It really does show how fucking gross and crazy New York was. Like, you could go at three in the afternoon and see like see like a live sex show so like i think it does really kind of add to the scenery the sleaziness the, baby this movie yeah. is sleaze through and through oh this I th- i'm gonna say i think this is the sleaziest movie we've covered oh for sure I i'm gonna agree. put it above like street trash and put it above like what i mean what else have we covered that well, would be like technically sleazy street trash is a fun sleazy that movie's just a fun movie that movie is yeah. awesome like street trash is like sleazy it's like, self-aware through, like sleaze. the lens of like south park yeah where it's like it's self-aware everything sleaze. is yeah everything is there to offend everybody where this is definitely uh just like trying to be excessive I've, in everything it does i feel like fulci's trying to offend everybody else and nobody else in the crew was doing that it was on the same page right it's like or at least the <laughs> yeah. writers are the same idea but um but in terms of things that i like i mean you have other things here i'll let you dive into those but yeah i mean the nudity to an extent 
and then the gore effects are very good easily a highlight which is now again yeah. we're no you know for almost every movie we touch on we're here for the gore and the, the effects and um i think i like to think you mainly because you're the one that picks these movies a lot you pick very good movies when it comes to effects but i'll let you dive yeah. more into that well, I mean, the main, th- yeah, the other thing other than uh, that I really liked was I, I really liked the soundtrack of this, <laughs> kind of like a like a, a nerdy uh, like aside, but I I think the soundtrack is really interesting. Um, it's done by uh, the same guy who who did a few of like Fulci's other movies, but um, you know, it, it's got that. It's just like that kind of more uh prog rock but uh mixed with kind of that uh like marcone uh classical like it's it's very interesting it's but it, but then it kind of also has like the like industrial like synths that you would expect from like a, a new york kind of movie so i mean the, the soundtrack i think is is really great and it's uh um you know, I, I, I'm wondering if there's like a release of that, but other than that, yeah, I think the gore is probably the re- reason that most people seek this movie out because it is like unrelenting and it is very well done. I mean, you, it's it's probably some of the most realistic stuff we've seen, and I think some of that's due to how Fulci directs it in shadows and who I, I i could not find for the life of me who did the special effects on this this is the hard thing about these italian movies i know we tracked it down on um bay of blood with uh rimbaldi but yeah i could not find who did who did the um effects for this but whoever it did i mean it is th- there is several that really stick out and uh and are actually cut from like the version i was talking about um Mainly the one uh, right, right at the beginning, um, right, right after the porn club scene, um, there's a lady who's stabbed in her crotch with a wine bottle. Yeah, okay. And um, that scene's cut in, in the version I had seen previous to this. Um, I mean, what you, what the version, if I remember correctly, it's you see her and you... Uh, you see the bottle kind of lunge out of the curtains mm-hmm. and uh, then the, then it cuts where, where okay, yeah, I... the uncut version um you see the whole thing i mean it's probably a, a 15 second scene of her getting stabbed um in the crotch with this uh broken bottle and it's like coming out of the bottle and it's super bloody and then it has the pretty gruesome aftermath shot um, maybe the aftermath shots in the version I have, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I don't remember that though, but, um, yeah, I mean, as far as just like going there, this movie, uh, doesn't hold back on the kills at all. Yeah. Um, I, I forgotten about that kill until you mentioned it, but that's, that was a good, that's a good example of like, why does it have to yeah. be a crotch? Like, you know, and it's, it, it's, <laughs> yes. again, it's, it's a brutal, it's a brutal scene, right? Like it's a brutal kill. It's yeah. not just like a hack and you're gone. It's, 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 uh, it's excessive. This is a very excessive movie when it comes to misogyny. Yes. And that, and that's, and that's like the point where it's like, would it have been as effective if he had done it in the stomach? I think it would have, Yeah. but you know, I think there's just like that extra, like, fuck you to, uh, you know, in the, in the crotch area. So I, yeah. So, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, 
it, it kind of goes out of its way at times to, yeah. to, to I feel like offend women. That's a that's a good example so, of it for sure. But um, but then yeah, there's there's other good, um, great special effects like the the lady, um, who gets stabbed in the car and you kind of have like a stomach effect. Um, I don't know. It's just it it all looks very shockingly real, and um. You know, I think that's that's like I said, the reason that a lot of people seek this movie out. Um, and then there's even times where like they have like they have a lot of aftermath shots, which um, are either just like completely blood soaked, or even like in some instances they'll show like a decaying body, and that's like it's something that I've come to like notice more, especially with Italian directors like. They really make, like, like when they find, like, a body that's, like, 10 days old, like, look fucking disgusting. Mm-hmm. That I feel like you don't see a ton of in movies of that era where it's, like, literally, like, gray bodies with, like, maggots and stuff. It's, it's like, you can, t- I mean, this is the same guy who made, uh, like, Zombie. So, I mean, it makes sense that Fulci kind of has an eye for this, like, really gross kind of dead body effect and i'm sure he had a hand in um some of the special effects and at least how they looked for this movie but um yeah uh was it just i I think that go go ahead was it just me or were there like more than a couple instances of someone being stabbed in the stomach and then having the the scalpel whatever go up the up the stomach yeah he did that a few times yeah that's a lot of those yeah he did like he really was like ripping them. He was really doing the ripper. He was the ripper. Kind of, um, wait, yeah. I just, I, I don't know what Fulci wanted the audience to do when you get a kill like that. That's only met with a Donald Duck. You know, like yeah, careful. I don't want to get sued by. That's true. By yeah, Disney. I'm already. Oh, my phone's ringing. It's the mouse. <laughs> yeah, I just like. Is that supposed to be like played for laughs? I'm like, I guess I just don't understand. What so, the thinking was behind the inclusion of that? That I mean, we'll get into. I, I we can talk about that at the end because I, I have kind of a theory, maybe about that that deals with this, the ending of the movie, which I, also is one of the most dis, uh, depressing endings, maybe that we've ever covered. Oh, sorry, but um, but yeah, I think uh, I, I'm gonna go quick and say my favorite kill of the movie. And it's, it's it's my favorite kill for a couple of reasons <laughs> because a it's kind of at the end of the movie and b it's the killer who's been just such a piece of shit this whole movie getting killed but it's when Peter who spoiler alert has been making the duck sounds the whole time um gets shot in the face and it's one of these I I, I guess I feel like we don't at least I don't appreciate a good uh, gunshot kill is you know as much but Fulci does this like it's a real quick cut when Peter gets shot at the end and you can miss it if you're not looking real close but there's a, a dummy swap and he completely just blows the bottom jaw off the killer with like a handgun and I don't know it's just a really good effect and it's super bloody and um it's kind of in slow motion, but again, like I said, if you blink, you miss it because there is a little bit of a swap out there. 
But, um, yeah. And then it's the fucking killer who, you know, this is an uncomfortable movie to watch. So I think the best part of it is when the killer who's been doing all this shit dies. I know I'm, I know I'm dead weight this episode. I don't remember a lot of these kills. Um, and I also, it's really quick at the end. I, I hate to say it, Eric. I don't remember the ending and how it's the most depressing thing. Oh, well, we'll get into it then. We'll get, yeah, I'll, we'll save I that for the bad. end. I feel bad. I failed you. I just, it's been so long and I was like, I should rewatch it. Then I'm like, no, I'm going to go just on memory. It'll be funny. And now I'm like, no, I'm just dead weight. I don't remember shit. Um, except for that, that, that bottle kill in the crotch. Cause it's just like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. Why? Yeah. That is. That's probably the most shocking kill in the movie. Oh, that or the there's another scene where a woman is tied down and the ripper like cuts like right through her nipple and it's pretty graphic. I mean, it's watching it back like it's pretty fake and stuff, but sure. I mean, it's you know, it's an interesting effect for the time, but um but yeah, other than that, I mean, yeah, most of the kills, like you said, are just like ripping the Ripper. Yeah, like the the kill I remember the most vividly because it's in the beginning of the freaking movie is when the woman is in the in the car wash, right? Yeah, and she gets uh, attacked in the. Oh, she's on the she's on the ferry. On the ferry. Yeah, she's in a ferry. She's on a ferry, so she's like her car's on like a car ferry. Oh wow! See, okay. Damn it, man! I'm telling you. I mean, I get what you're saying because like they're all in a line. Yeah, yeah. It, I could see how you could think it was a car wash. It, it might even be on a track. I don't know how ferries work. Yeah, all I know is that she emerged, which is why in my head I'm thinking a car wash because she's kind of emerged as dead. She goes in alive, comes out dead. Which to me, I I really could have sworn that was a car wash. Good lord, mm-hmm. man! I'm 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 dead weight, man. This is crazy. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you something that I I know for sure you didn't forget because it's 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 this is my this is one of the things that you know asides from just the the misogynistic stripe through this movie, the one thing that I think is the most ridiculous and unneeded thing in this movie is it's in the X-rated cut only, and it's the foot fuck scene the foot fuck scene can you describe it because i i it's on the tip of my mind here <laughs> that's pretty scene. much it it's a there's a the lady is in the bar and a man takes off his shoe and puts it up her dress yep I and it shows now. the whole thing okay that's and the it goes one on for woman, way too long that's the one where the woman is very clearly very uncomfortable with it and they're just like ah oh, come on babe i remember that part. yeah that, that was another yeah, so, right that's a good example of that I think that is one of the that like if I was to rate this movie like this cut versus the R-rated cut, that scene alone brings it down a whole like star and a half for me. It's all coming it's back just, to me, dude. Yeah, it's so ridiculous and it's so unnecessary and it's so just like it's just gross. Yeah, because um, okay. it's like this. Yeah, like, it's like this hairy dude's fucking toe going into this lady's underwear it's completely ridiculous and there's no real um i mean i get so what they're trying i mean the lady in the that is having this done to her is like i guess they're trying to show her as like a sex addict or a or someone who's very sexual because she's also at the porn show and she's in like several because she records the porn show right yeah, yeah she's in like several uh uh, scenarios where like she's like the only woman and it's like all just like horny dudes fucking slobbering 
So, like, I think they're trying to portray that she's, like, this more, like, sexual woman. But then they have this scene, and it's like, we got the, we, we kind of got it already. And then they just slap this in, and it goes on for, like, two minutes. That's right, and because they, because he, I, I, I hate the toe fucks her, I guess. Yeah, I hate to say that out that, loud. But, yeah. um, and she's clearly very much against it. And I think I remember that she kind of comes around to it, which is kind of, gross because it's like you know if that was like a real scenario i fucking doubt that part yeah. would happen um i remember that because it does go on way too long and she's like so yeah. and all the buddies are egging him on to do it i remember this now and i remember sitting in my chair like damn this is hard to watch it's definitely yes it's definitely i think the one of the harder things to watch i mean this yeah that that like the 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 sex club stuff, I mean, whatever. It's just, like, sex. It's, like, porn, essentially. But then there's this scene, which I, it just, like, it takes it to, like, a gross level. And um, I don't know why it needed to be included in the movie. I, like I said, I think they got the point across uh, plenty earlier. But, um, yeah, that's that's probably one of the biggest... Like, when that scene happened, I was like, all right, this movie's getting... You know, it's it's dropping a whole fucking... Star right. I did star for, rating. I did forget about that scene, but you it all came back it's all coming back to me. Yeah, yeah that scene was gross. Okay. But um yeah. but to finish it off here, the the the, the, the th- another thing I didn't like, I mean like I said, the, the character's shallow. Um the whole movie. He's just killing, killing, killing these women. Um they're you know, you have this like dumbass psychiatrist who's coming up with kind of like profiles on the guy that really make no sense um there's a couple red herrings which are the only real resemblance to a giallo movie you know is when they find the greek guy dead and then they find out that women were killed after he died so like that's the only time it remotely feels like a giallo to me but um the end is uh you you kind of see the doctor and he's he finds out that there's a I don't even remember how he gets there, but you find out that there's the, the killer that he suspects is this guy named Peter. It's the guy I was talking about who got his face blown off at the end. Um, and they find out he has a daughter who's like dying in the hospital. Do you remember this, Steve? And she's, she's in the hospital and they're like telling her she only has like three weeks left to live. And it's like literally like this 10 year old girl. Okay. I remember that part. The t- yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 And then, um, they kind of deduce at the end that he is um he's killing all these women because he's sad that his daughter will never become a woman um uh, it's it's a very kind of like cop out ending in my opinion right it's not a very and good excuse right <laughs> no it's not a good excuse at all but then um the ending is the um which I can't remember if I had seen this ending before, because again, there's like a million different endings of this movie. But the one that's in the unrated or X-rated cut, if you will, is um, with the they they've shot Peter, they've blown his bottom of his face off, and this little girl who has some sort of really deadly disease that's literally killing her is calling her dad, who is the now dead guy. So you have like this dying girl. This dead dad, this pile of women seeming, seemingly killed for no reason, 
it's just like it ends on such a bad note. Um, it's, it's, I think also brings it down a little bit. It's very abrupt, isn't it? I think I remember it being very, it's abrupt very abrupt. I'm like, Oh, okay. It's, it's over. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, so like it, it ends with, um, with her, uh, yeah, she just, she tries to call her dad and it's just, there's no reply. And I think it has like a little monologue with her saying like, answer the phone, dad, answer the phone. And he's dead and she's dying and it's, it's just fucked up. <laughs> so and then you're, you're um, then you're just left to sit there. It's like, all right, yeah. I feel like I'm watching women get too many women get be murdered, you know. So um, that's the New York Ripper. Um, Fulci's. I'm gonna say it's yeah, it's, it's Fulci's most controversial movie. It's probably one of the most controversial movies ever made. I can see that. I mean, there's there's I mean, certainly more. Um, overtly controversial where it's like more obvious but i can definitely understand why this would be controversial there's definitely yeah. parts and we've discussed those where you know it's 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 excessive i mean you know we in this podcast are easily we we can champion and recommend and encourage this content to an extent because it's what you know these kind of movies it's what makes them interesting but there's obviously a line and there's certainly a amount where you know it becomes excessive and that's when you get the new york ripper yeah, and also I should say too, you know, remember we were talking about like um, dialogue perhaps was, um, you know, even a little misogynistic at times. Mm-hmm. Well, the script was written by none other than Gianfranco Clerici, who also wrote Cannibal Holocaust. So ah, that makes um, sense. You know, it's just. You know, I don't want to just kind of say that all of these people were horrible, but, you know, they they have a reputation that precedes them for a reason 50 years later. <laughs> so, um, you know, this is definitely, you know, if there's ever been a film that deserved the term video nasty, you know, mm-hmm. this is the one. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to say I think – the if you can find the R-rated cut or the cut that has most of the gore left in and it cuts out the foot fucking and some of that, I'm gonna go ahead and give that a blade job approved. For sure. Um, yeah. It's it's almost too much. It's almost too blade job approved, which is a weird thing to say. But yeah. you're right. The cut version is probably a little bit more enjoyable to to watch as opposed to the yeah. excessive nature of the x-rated version which i didn't even know it was rated x that makes sense i didn't realize that was like given i mean an X-rated. I, I think it's technically not rated but you know i think this not rated version that we watched is the most complete version mm-hmm. which when originally presented back in 1981 was given an x rating <laughs> so um i'm assuming that that's what we watched uh makes sense i mean but that. um <clears throat> But yeah, I mean, I, so I think you know, if if you if if you're interested in checking it out, um, it's uh, it's definitely a hard movie to watch. But you know, I think it's uh, it's definitely got a cult following for a reason. Um, yeah, it, it's worth watching the the unrated the the rated cut, right? It's where I figure that is definitely it cuts out. Yeah, I mean, I know we keep saying that, but it cuts out all the mm-hmm. excessive horse shit. So. I, I would probably like the movie more if it, if I had seen the, the which is a, something I would never think to ever say, but 
you know, I think if I watched the kind of cut to hell version, <laughs> um, yeah, it would be a bit more easier to stomach. And I, you know, yeah, I, if you go in understanding that, I think it's definitely blade job approved, and I can recommend it. It's just hard to recommend the you know unrated slash X cut for reasons we've discussed already. Yeah. And I am going to end it with this. This isn't meant to be a palate cleanser, but um, if you've watched this movie or if you've seen this movie and you want kind of uh, uh, like an alternate viewpoint on like some of the social commentary perhaps in this movie, I highly, highly, highly recommend the um, Netflix documentary The Ripper. Have you seen that? No. Steve? What is this? It's a it's a documentary that came out recently about the Yorkshire Ripper from the late Oh, Peter Sutcliffe. 70s. Peter Sutcliffe, <laughs> yeah. And it's uh it's one of the only um I feel like it's one of the only serial killer documentaries I feel like that's really portrayed through like a um like third wave feminism kind of lens. I mean, it goes through like everything from critiquing how the cops tr- handled the case to uh, just, it's just very interesting. And it's, uh, it's, it's very polar opposite to this movie we just watched where it's a very like for being a serial killer movie, it's weirdly like um, very like female empowering. Um, and that's not a movie. I'm sorry. It's a documentary, but uh and it's just, it's interesting that both of them, uh, I, and I watched, I actually had watched that after watching this movie. So it makes for like a very weird double feature because, because um, I was curious if this movie was actually inspired by the Yorkshire Ripper. Um, I don't know if it was, other than the fact that the Yorkshire Ripper was killing during the time that this movie was made, but... It's funny you mentioned I, this. It's you, you got me confused for a second because I forgot that just last night I watched another Netflix documentary called Night Stalker, which is, yes. is pretty much the I'm same. I'm meaning to watch that one too. Um, it's a it's a series, so I've only watched the first episode. But I totally forgot in my head that they had this Ripper one that because the, the, yeah. the Night Stalker, the um, Richard Ramirez one, it's just premiered. Like it just came out like a couple days ago. Um, yeah, and, and the Ripper is just, I don't know, like I said, I kind of, by chance, not by chance, but I, I ended up watching it after watching this just to see if there were any connections other than Ripper being in the name, and I just found myself thinking that, like, they're just such polar opposites, where you have this just super misogynistic view of, uh, like, on the New York Ripper, and then you kind of have this, like, hopeful feminist view from the how the how the ripper documentary is portrayed obviously the i'm not trying to say that peter suckliff was a feminist i'm just saying that the documentary is just it's done in such a way that uh i don't know i've never seen a documentary about a serial killer that's uh weirdly empowering and uh kind of really pokes a lot of fingers points a lot of fingers at uh just the misogyny that was just of that era so now did you are you um, aware that peter sutcliffe himself died like two months ago i am not i guess um i don't think that that was uh so the documentary must have come out before he died because i think at one point it says it came out a week a week after he died (laughs) okay (laughs) just to say 
I believe it says that like it ends with him saying he's still in prison. Yeah. Uh, I remains think, in prison to this day. I think stuff. he died from COVID. Funny enough, um, oh, it's funny well, in, in my head. Fuck him. <laughs> in, in my yeah, well yeah, in my head he died a lot more recently. But November thirteenth, and I, I could have sworn in my head it happened like a couple weeks ago. But wow. clearly, time has not much more meaning over the over the past year and a half. So, um, but yeah, I thought maybe that's why you watched it. Um, which is, I guess, it's just no, great timing no. for the marketing for the movie that he died. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, at the same time that movie, but came no. Out. I think I'm saying just I don't know. It's an interesting juxtaposition to watch the watch this and then watch that. I guess I didn't I wasn't expecting to go on this, um, you know, kind of uh, social awareness journey through watching one of the most uh, exploitive cult movies ever and then watching this documentary about a serial killer. So I don't know. Really makes you think. Peter Sutcliffe was a piece of shit. Yeah, that guy was an asshole. Yeah. So, um, yeah. You know, I think uh, if if you can stomach it, check this out. If you can find uh, one of the cut copies, I highly recommend checking it out. But, um, yeah, that's the New York Ripper. Maybe the most, I, I mean, we've just said it. It's the most controversial movie we've covered. Um. And for good reason, but, uh, you know, I think we'll, we, we gotta get, oh, I will say this too. I, I prefer Fulci when he does zombies. Sure. That makes sense. <laughs> that is where I, he didn't, he, isn't he kind of like a pioneer anyway? You know? like, yeah. I mean, he did the zombie and he did zombie, you know, we can get into all those eventually, but yeah, I prefer, oh, we did, uh, city of the living dead, which was another zombie movie of, of Fulci's. Mm-hmm. So I prefer when he's doing supernatural uh, demons and zombie type movies to uh, to this. Sure. So that's that's how I'll close it on my end. Yeah, I forgot that I, w- I so there you go. I watched two things technically. You know, I, I forgot <laughs> that I watched that. Um, yeah, this is a good time to end. My dad has a cold, and I was with him a couple of days oh, ago, no. and now I'm like just right now I can feel a cold coming in. I'm hoping that's not the case. Good God. Well, good luck with that. Um, <laughs> that's all. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Hopefully it's just a cold. No, I'm sure it's just, I'm sure. No, it, it, yeah, but, I, um, I, I, I become a big baby when I get the cold. I fucking hate it. It's like, there's nothing more I hate in the world than oh, when I get a cold. No. I just, I don't, for me, it lasts like three freaking weeks and I hate it, but I'm getting off base here. So, um, thank you for listening to this uh, rant yep. about misogyny. Um, <laughs> yes. Thank you. Um, keep following us on, on social. I feel like, I think Instagram is the best way to keep in touch now. Yeah. I think that there's it's the only one that's monitored, I feel like, at this point regularly and posted to regularly. I fucked um, up with the Twitter account. I really should have been using that more often, but I feel like Instagram just kind of became the kind of de facto social media for us, right? So. Yeah. I mean, it's good. I mean, we're a very, you know, it's an audio medium but sometimes we need that visual component to c- accompany it so it's well, it was, kind of is a yin yang for us it was an invaluable asset for vh september right i mean that was great for us yes yeah and keep you know i'm gonna try and keep posting stuff you know it's yeah you know we got them uh got them checks coming so i've been just buying some more vhs and stuff <laughs> keeping my eye out thanks government the thrift stores so yeah. I'll, I'll be posting stuff um you know i don't I don't post a ton, but I'll, I'll try and keep some stuff in there. I'll definitely post some a copy of the the New York Ripper. You know, it'll be posted with with this 
with this episode drop and post um, um post that that 50 movie collection front and back so i can mm, look at that that's it yes. i'm interested in that yes i will send that to you i appreciate that uh yeah so, follow us on instagram and all that give us a review if possible um you know tell mm-hmm. your tell your friends and family and misogynists i guess you know maybe they'll love the movie i don't know tell your misogynist friends to fuck off yeah Yeah. tell them to watch the ripper on netflix maybe they'll gain something from that and hopefully it's not uh an an affection for peter sutcliffe and more of a slap on the wrist from all of the um politicians and uh you know kind of social people that they social uh uh, justice uh, people that they interview through that. Unfortunately, so, I think it might be more the the former than the latter. But yeah, your mileage may vary. Just born broken. So, all right, we will talk to you guys next week. We're gonna uh, we're gonna do some wrestling. Okay, I think it's time. Yeah, we're doing some wrestling, and uh, yeah, we will talk to you guys then. Tune in then. Goodbye. Love you all. See. You.